A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hi, Shelby. Hi, Ashley. Can you see me? Yeah. Can you see me? I, I can see you. Uh, I can see you. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and welcome back to everyone who is listening. My dog is barking in the background. He, yeah, we're very excited. He can see something. I, I don't yeah. know what, but welcome back to Swiftish Podcast. Uh, we are here to talk about Taylor Swift. Exciting times. Uh, obviously, we did our Speak Now roundup last week. And as I exited our conversation, I was like, you know what? I should listen to Speak Now again. And then as I was listening to it, I was like, I don't think I respected this enough on the podcast. So I had instant regret that I <laughs> came across as um, indifferent to the Taylor's version of Speak Now, whereas I think it's, it is like a very, a very strong album and very easy to listen to all the way through. Um, so I wanted to uh, submit my formal apology. <laughs> Okay. I think you I think you mentioned that on the podcast because you were like, uh, and, that, yeah. and I was like, no, it's so good if you re-listen to it. And you yeah. did say like, yeah, it does. Yeah, this song and, and this song and, and that song. So I think that. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think you kind of, you know, rebounded there. And <laughs> you guys, my dog is barking so much. And I have to tell you, he wants to be up here. Um. Well, I don't mind it. I like the background, the ambient noise. Okay. Um, oh. um, but no, speak now. It's been doing miraculously well, um, breaking records left and right. I don't know if you've been kind of tracking this as they've been announced. Yes. Amazing. Um, yeah, I know. It landed in the top number one on Billboard 200. It's her 12th number one album, which is pretty wild. Um, I mean, she beat out Barbara Streisand, yeah, who had... Friend, yeah. Who had like the, I think it was 11 albums at yeah. number one. Yeah. And so she's second. She's behind Drake and Jay-Z and the Beatles. Well, Drake and her are tied with 12. Mm -hmm. Then there's Jay-Z with 14 and the Beatles with 19. Um, can she get there? I don't know. I mean, she's been having a gangbusters year this year. Like, you know, Midnight's this. Obviously, Red also charted. Like, everything... Everything speaks to a continued uh, success rate for Taylor. Um, and it was also the biggest album sale of the year. Like, it, in fact, is the biggest album sale since Midnight's last year. <laughs> I mean, come on, girl. So she loves breaking her own records. Um, and it's also, uh, she has three top 10 hits on the Billboard Hot 100 this week, um, each from a different album. Yeah which is wild. And that's her, she's wow. the first living artist since the Beatles in 1964 to have three top 10 hits from three different albums. I didn't check which ones it is. Is it I Can See You? And, I didn't check either. Um, Cruel Summer. And then of it course. must still be a Midnight's track. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Pretty dope. I mean, this it, is pretty, pretty wild. And on top of that, she also has four of the top 10 albums trending on the Billboard 200 at the same time. Um, so it's Midnight's Folklore, Lover, and um, Speak Now TV, which is just 
<laughs> insanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it proves that like something as simple as Cruel Summer going viral, being promoted to radio, like has paid off for an album that's four years old to still be on the, you know, top 10 of the trending albums. Like it's pretty wild. Yeah. Well, one thing I was thinking of today, because yesterday someone was asking me about Taylor and Scooter Braun, and I was explaining to her the situation. And I was telling her that Big Machine gave her the option of every album you re- you record, you will own a master yeah. of one of your old albums. And she has recorded four new albums. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Technically, she could own, she could have owned like four of her old albums with all of the albums she did, so she'd have like, you know, four of the the six, four yeah. of the five. No, there's six. Yeah, four of the six. Good. My mind was, you know, <laughs> the dog is um, messing with it. Chaos. And she's more successful re-recording. Yeah. Them not re-recording, like it's just a smart decision. Yeah. All around. Yeah. No, it's it's truly amazing and I would love more of her insight into this whole thing and that's why I'm hopeful there would be like a documentary or some Mm -hmm. sort of behind the scenes because these are just like astounding facts like everyone's like sure Taylor can be recorded Mm -hmm. and it'll be good like but a lot of people were also like it never pays off like it's hard to like lose out on your old masters like you know it's it was a gamble to do this in the first place, even when you are Taylor Swift. And now to see it just like continuing to be such a huge payoff, like not just financially, but just like popular like opinions, um, the way it's promoting her tour and the tours promote like it's just like a perfect storm of absolutely great skill and luck and business savvy and I just look forward to the day that we get a (laughs) Taylor Swift biopic and we get to watch someone have to explain this and see all the all the losers CEOs being like, that's all that more work. You're a stupid idiot. (laughs) And then it does. You want to know what else is a stupid idiot is I don't think I can put up with, you know, she barking for a full hour. So give me a minute, maybe a a minute and 58 seconds. Uh, And I will be right back. (laughs) One second. Let's see. What can I talk about in this, in this gap? Um, You know, we never really talked about Taylor Swift going to that Uno, um, cannabis party. I found that really, really fascinating. I think it was a good sign that Taylor has been kind of holding out on who she is for the recent bit of time. <laughs> okay, so catch me up to speed because I'm glad that you were talking about things while I was saving <laughs> sanity of our listeners. Yeah, because it was it was in the middle of my move. This like um it came out that she was at this party hosted by um I can't even remember now because it's been so long ago, but she was at this like small party that had a cannabis chef, like a cannabis inspired menu. Mm -hmm. And they, she was there with like a few other like all stars, but also it's a very small intimate party. And they just ended up playing Uno after. And a lot of fans were like, of course she smokes. Of course, this is what she's doing. Some haters were like, this is just PR. She wants to be photographed with like people of color having a good time. Um, But I feel like it was just proof that she is okay leading a public life in a way that maybe her past relationship hasn't allowed her to. 
and that she's just like out there, you know, having a good time now, like, like as she should as a newly single absolute superstar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's so different, the night and day publicity and outings and just regular things we're seeing her doing. She's going back to that 1989 (laughs) fearless, like pre Joe outings. And it's nice to see her having fun, being posting about 4th of July, even if it was a few days after 4th of July, like, I don't know. No, what? no, it's it's fun. And it, I think it also is interesting because Ariana Grande just announced her divorce and they had a news story in one of the uh, magazines explaining it. Um, and they got married during COVID. Mm-hmm. And the reason they gave for their breakup is that he didn't understand what was expected as far as like always having security, always having crowds, always being in the public. And it's just fascinating that these bros keep on attaching themselves to these superstars and loving them in spite of like their fame but then having that fame be the thing that breaks them apart and it's Mm -hmm. just like men you know (laughs) yeah and it's so annoying and also i forgot ariana was married um i know yeah it was like very quick married yeah Yeah, it was a very quick quiet thing like he's a nobody he was like a very normie type of person yeah like joe was I just, you know, people can say to little, they're black and blue that Joe didn't understand her her fame, but they had reputation before we went into a pandemic. Yeah, no. And then we went into Lover. So he had a few years of her being in the public eye. So I don't, I don't, I I don't buy that excuse for him. (laughs) I think that's ridiculous. I think maybe he liked how normal and boring they were compared to reputation and lover at the beginning of that and maybe he just missed that yeah i mean if anything it's that she wasn't doing heavy promo she wasn't on the like talk Mm -hmm. show circuit she was probably pretty isolated also socially like behind Mm -hmm. the scenes where she didn't have that many friends she was kind of hesitant to make friends and like only kept her small little circle and maybe as she's been widening that he's like I don't know. It, it's all it's all coming at an interesting time. Like, I don't believe in astrology, but it seems like something's in the water these days because you also had that like Jonah Hill text release oh. where you see him trying to assert boundaries on a relationship mm-hmm. where he's like, you can't do anything that ever makes me feel insecure about me because I don't need to work on myself. You need to work on you to be with me. Mm-hmm. Toxic. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> and, and weren't they only dating for like two months before he sent that yeah, text message? Yeah, I so. Like, yeah. I get Joe, they're together six years, and he's like, hey, I don't think I can put yeah, up with yeah. this for the rest of my life. But two months? <laughs> don't don't post photos of me in a bathing suit, <laughs> even though I was the one who, like, hit on you through DMs because of a bathing suit mm-hmm. post you posted. Yeah. Absolute but, garbage behavior. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not, like, saying they're the same. It's more that it's interesting that there's all this, like – there's all this drama happening yeah. right now, and it also happens to revolve around men being incapable of accepting their partners for who they are. And um, secure. At various degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of astrology, I saw somewhere that it makes sense that Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift are such great friends because she is a Sagittarius. I, mean, I think he's an Aries or something. <laughs> Don't quote me on this, but they are like, it just makes sense. Something compatible about them. <laughs> they're, they're compatible friends. I was like, okay. Wow, that good to know. Sense. Yeah. yeah. So. No, Taylor Lautner has been having a great week. I mean, mm-hmm. I he pops up on my like 
Instagram or for you page where it's like he's doing I think he has a big uh he has a podcast or he's he has a podcast with his, with his wife, wife. Yeah. and I don't remember the name <laughs> the Tay Tays or something Tay um, squared or something like yeah. that the Lautners yeah but so they're doing an episode that comes out tomorrow so before this episode airs that the talks squeeze? more about oh weird um cute uh that talks about how they got involved in the i can see you music video and what that experience was like taylor lautner is interesting to me he's like the perfect one-hit wonder type celebrity who's like Mm -hmm. taking his paycheck and just ridden that wave without resentment or drama um so i'm happy for him he's been in other stuff though he was in that ashton kutcher netflix show yeah so like he's Written under the radar, but he still worked enough to, you know, live comfortably. Oh, yeah. And be yeah, known. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he will for, I don't think, I, one hit wonder might be the rude way of saying it, but it's more, he will never, it's unlikely he will ever top. Like he already peaked, right? Like yeah. it was just such a huge starting point. Wait, it's like hard to ever live up to that. Don't you think being in a Taylor Swift music video is peaking? <laughs> like didn't he just reach his peak? I I respect <laughs> the opinion, but I don't think it's quite there. But yeah. No. Like that's what I think. It's like, you know, he's minding his business, he's no drama and he's willing to like show up and kind of be part of the not the not the punchline or the joke, but like he's in on it, right? Like he he's there with Taylor Swift, his ex-girlfriend. Like a lot of people, speaking of immature and insecure men would not be able to pop up in their superstar ex-girlfriend's music video to celebrate her and her continued success and huge you know fame but he did and I don't remember if we really talked about the music video premiere last week we we touched on it a little bit but then we were like we'll get more into it next week when we actually dive into the lyrics and dive into the music video because there was so much to just kind of talk and discuss last week of us just doing all our small talk and reactions okay yeah that makes sense um but yeah I mean that's really been the main news is just her Mm -hmm. enjoying the speak now um TV release, obviously we've mentioned the random 4th of July photos, which mm-hmm. people take as a 1989 clue. Polaroids, yes. I don't, this is the thing that everyone's like analyzing the I Can See music video and it's like, OMG, 1989 is next. Like, it's coming. And I'm just like, well, of course it is. We know it is. Yeah. Like, we know, <laughs> we know she has three albums left and she's doing them. Like, I don't. And that's exactly what I was thinking when people were like, Fearless is or fearless. Yeah. Speak now is coming out. It's coming. It's coming. And we were like, yes. Yeah. Exactly. She has told us in so many different ways that speak now is next. Yeah. Like, and people are like, I was right. My theory's <laughs> right. And I'm like, and like, everybody. Yeah, like, don't you know, yeah, Thrifty Swifty, chance. you can claim it, but like everyone else and their mother yeah. knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of like, well, yeah, that's where we are at this point. Like it's, it's not like, of course, there's, you know, quote unquote, Easter eggs for the mm-hmm. remaining stuff, but it's almost like not an Easter egg at this point. It's just the journey we're already on, you know? Yeah. It's like, 
it's not a surprise. It's that just people are like are. trying to be the first at predicting which next one will come. And yeah. if we're reading all the clues on the wall, it's going to be 1989 is next. Like yeah. there was a bejeweled music video, and then they're like, slap you in the face, stop in here. Like we know 1989 is going to be next. Yeah, I know. But we've yeah. been saying that since Fearless because of the Wildest Dreams release, the glitch, the Stephen Colbert. Like I feel like at this point, she's just throwing things at the wall and letting us like chomp at the bit you know <laughs> I, i'm going off of the bejeweled music video yeah where like she got off on the third floor and then she got off on the fifth floor like mm. that is where i'm coming at this mm. from mm-hmm. it's more of like not you know oh the glitch oh stephen colbert i'm going off more of like the music video yeah, yeah. easter eggs that she's given us not yeah. like these random things <laughs> that she's posted counting the stars in the background and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah no for sure i um I'm excited. I think, you know, I was reading this article about like how Speak Now TV's success is is kind of surprising because if there was ever a point for there to be a lull in the popularity for these re-recordings, it would be something like Speak Now that wasn't her biggest album before. But it's like, but now everyone's like, well, damn, like what's 1989 mm-hmm. TV going to be like? And Harry Styles. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Styles will pop up, hopefully. Um, and I think, yeah, it'll be... It'll be interesting, and mm-hmm. the thing that most people are like unable to predict is when it's coming out. Like I saw some numbers games from the music video. I think there was a mistake where the time was listed wrong yes. in the original. It was listed one thirty eight when it first streamed. Yeah. Like I was up. I think you were up watching it, and it said one thirty eight, and then they went back on the it back end and changed it to one fifty eight. Yeah, because that that's the actual. That's the actual date that, you know, uh, in Last Kiss, that July 9th, yeah, um, 9th 158. Yeah. So some people are like, oh my gosh, it's going to be August 13th. Because if you do 138, well, I've seen another one saying that August 9th is when she's going to announce it. Yeah. Because 8, 9, it's the last day of her U.S. tour. And I, that that one I'm more like, maybe um, the, the numerology lines up. But. Yeah, so the 8-9 is just because it's her last U.S. date, or is that and it's in the music? 89. Oh, no. Just oh, last oh, U.S. date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Because, cute. like, 1989, 8-9, yeah. so who knows? Okay, I like that idea. Me but too, because I'll like a be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, I'm like, it's just a guess. Yeah. <laughs> just a guess. There is a numerology in the van with Presley Cash, and it says 5 Two two or five twenty. Let me see. Oh, I have it that's here. right. I do remember something. Yeah, it says five two two twenty twenty. And when people were going back, like in time, five two two twenty twenty was Harry Styles' release of Harry's House. So people were like, "Oh my oh, gosh, interesting. Harry's gonna be in nineteen eighty nine. That's the next one to be to drop." There you go. But that's the only other date that I that's really interesting. Clocked. See, I just, I want, I need to do better at like tracking these predictions because I feel like those numbers, those random numbers, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's National Pi Day. Like they never, they're never maybe, actually legit, you know? Maybe we it's should make some kind of Excel sheet in our Google Drive of everyone's numerology predictions and be like, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. It'd be huge huge waste of time because I feel like 99% of them are never right um you know whether it was like the commercial or like there's always something where it's like huh it could be and then it passes and it's like of course it wasn't yeah yeah 
But no, um, I can see you, uh, the music video. Yeah. Should we talk about it or do you yeah, want to do the lyrics? No, let's talk about it and then we can get into the lyrics because okay. I feel like when researching, looking up, I can see you, people's theories, people's reactions, more than not, people are reacting to the music video yeah. over the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. very, very disparate. Like, yep. I, because I listened to... I think I listened to the song before I saw the music video, right? Yeah, because, yeah, the, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the song came out before the music video. And so it's like a very fun, sexy, like spicy mm-hmm. song. And I was like, With the oh. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... I was like, what is this story going to be? Mean knowing already that it, it was from the leaked April set or whatever. But when you watch it, you're like, oh, this has nothing to do with the lyrics, Mm-mm. which I'm not mm-hmm. mad about. I feel like that's a trend that has happened that's been popular and not within the music video history. Um, but it's very much its own story that's just set to sort of the mood of the music rather than the words. That's true. Yeah. And um, we both liked it, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Back to her story yeah. storytelling of – of old times, you know, we got we got a plot, we got a definitive answer to what's going on in this music video. <laughs> it's not lavender haze. I'm I don't need to have an edible to really yeah. understand or make up what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Taylor is in the vault and people from her Speak Now era are coming to help, you know, get her out. Rescue which, her, yeah. Rescue her. I did not realize we talked last week and I was like, Presley Cash, I I, we, I might have said this, but I was like, I don't know who Presley Cash is. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand who this person is and why she's in the music video. Her and Joey King were both in Mean. Everyone yeah. remembered Joey King. I did not remember Presley Cash. Yeah, I either. rewatched a music last music video last week, and I, I felt terrible because <laughs> she is she's the girl who's outside in the music video, you know, wearing some kind of costume promoting some fast food and people are making fun of her she's in a a sun cut out people are making fun of her she's trying to save it for college yeah and then of course um miss joey king is you know mean girls at school because she's not wearing the right kind of bow around her dress yeah i i was surprised and i'd have to see where this actor is now that she didn't include the the kid who was getting made fun of in the locker room because yeah. he was different than the average jock. He's not in the music video. He's only like other mean, not mean, but person getting picked on right. in mean music video. But yeah, Presley Cash. I know there, that's what she's from. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I, until I like, I was like, who's What's Presley Cash? And then they're like, yeah. oh, she's from Mean. <laughs> I've still seen TikTok people being like. Uh, I don't really see – I don't get why Presley Cash is in the music video. <laughs> like, like, people are still not <laughs> not remembering or, like, doing yeah. their research. Yeah. They don't need well, to. Well, some people but... didn't even know Joey King. Like, that's the thing is Taylor Swift's fandom oh. is such a wide age range now that some people weren't around yeah. for Speak Now originally, so they didn't, like, mm-hmm. clock Joey King. Or they were young, so they didn't, like, remember. Whereas I knew Joey King, right? You know, so it's, yeah. like, been something that's been on my mind. But mm-hmm. – um. No, I thought – I think the music video was a good step um, in her, you know, directorial <laughs> efforts. Because, yes. yeah, it's it's been touch and go for me. I've been honest about that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think there's been some highs with like the man and some lows with I don't even know what was going on in in like Willow the, or whatever. Oh, okay. What about me, the music video? I thought that's what you were going to say. Oh, like I was talking about the ones she's directed. Oh, she, she didn't direct me. Okay. Oh, wait. Was... Okay. I'm trying to remember. I thought you said mean. Oh, mean, no. Me. The music video. I don't <laughs> think she directed it. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. For some reason, I was like, oh, she's directed every single one. But her first one was now I'm the man. No, I think the first one was the man because of the first music video. It was during the lover era. But it was like, whoa, Taylor wrote and directed this. And I think that was like the big splash that she was finally able to like have her name in the both ones. Yeah, she I just co-directed don't... me. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, she co-directed me and then started doing her own. Because she didn't do Lover either, did she? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't no. hate Lover. So she co-directed Lover. Lover. She co-directed me. And then she solo produced. Let's see. Um, speaking of directing and movies, Taylor Swift's now a an Oscar voter. Oh yes, I did yeah. see that. That's Just one fun. step closer to be taken seriously. Yep, you got right there. Yeah, like I okay, so I liked this music video, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was a strong suit for her. I think directing action mean? is actually harder than it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Taylor can frame a good shot. She can make a. It, it just highlighted some weaknesses for me. Um, I think if you compare this music video to something like Bad Blood, for instance, the action in Bad Blood is much more kind of electric and mm-hmm. um, dynamic and natural. Um, the camera movement, the framing, the lighting, whatever. Whereas this, it felt a little more stilted and awkward and like the camera, it didn't have a strong POV. Um as far as filmmaking goes, in the action directly. Do you think that's more on the writing of the script or the directing of, I mean, she did both, the writing of the script or the directing of the actors? Because I'm thinking of Bad Blood, there are so many action shots just throughout the whole scene. And when you look at this music video, it's so different when it comes to action compared to Bad Blood. Like, I think they're they're two very different. Well, Bad Blood has the opening sequence with, a Selena and Taylor fighting yeah. in the office, which is what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I thought you were thinking of like the the pyrographics and the, no. the boom and the running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, all of it, but but I think it's more like watching Taylor Lautner do his stunts in this one. Mm-hmm. I just think – I think it'd Go be ahead. hard to be a celebrity wanting to try new things because you're constantly – who's going to tell you no and who's going to say, hmm, maybe not? Or she's not necessarily like – you know, she's not co-directing anymore. So there's not someone yeah. with more experience to be like, well, actually, I think like framing this way or whatever. Like she doesn't have a mentor in the action space or in the, you know, whatever it is space. Mm-hmm. And so I think she's just doing what feels and looks good to her, but it doesn't necessarily always translate to a smooth editorial mm-hmm. package. Um, and so this was just one of her, one of her music videos where I noticed the, the stilt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I know where you're kind of thinking of like, I love Taylor Lautner's, um, choreography because it is directly tied to two things. One, him being a little like, 
I don't know when he's a little kid, he's doing like the the Disney the show, the no. Shark Boy, <laughs> like a little bit of that, yeah. but then a, very heavily tied to his monologue in SNL where he said that he thought that hit Kanye and Taylor was a skit. If it wasn't a skit, he would have gone up and he does like this like karate oh, chop, yeah. <laughs> fully like you know parkour. Yeah, and so I know that that, that fully like lended to that because there's so many Easter eggs about Speak Now era, mm-hmm. but. There were some like when he, when he is fighting off two of the 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 guards. There's a, a little stilt where you can tell it just it's very. Uh, you can tell it's not real, you know. Mm. Whereas like in speak in Bad Blood, even though you had people who weren't actors or actresses in that music video, it still felt very real. Like think of Carly and Taylor when they're like you know punching each other like. Those two people aren't actresses, but they are still really, you're not like, oh, okay, that looked like it's, it's stage. Oh, they're obviously mm, not yeah. fighting. Yeah. That makes sense. That's what I thought yeah. when he was doing his little thing. It yeah, it just wasn't like interestingly framed or like carrying the action forward. Like I'm not trying to get like nitpicky on like, oh, well, you know, uh, whatever. It just you watch I watch a lot of movies Mm -hmm. and so I guess I'm more like aware of how a camera can help Mm -hmm. influence character and story and action and movement and this was just like oh well I got him in frame so it's good like it's Mm -hmm. done like I got it I got the shot but it's like well it doesn't add anything and that's just me being like if I was grading Taylor on her, you know, directorial talents, that would be a to work on opportunity. Mm-hmm. That'd be something to consider. Um, I don't think it cancels out the music video. And I think it's an interesting concept. And that's what she was most excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what she talked about when she announced the um, music video, when she pr- premiered it at her tour. She was like, oh, um, I wrote this video treatment over a year ago. I wanted to play out symbolically what it felt for me to have the fans helping me reclaim the music. I had my heart set on this cast and, um, and I always wanted to direct fight scenes, a high storyline. And so I had the most incredible time plotting this out. Um, she said that they, had mapped it out over a year and a half ago. It was hard to get all the actor schedules lined up. Then they did it together in April. And she said, I wanted to show a story visually that portrayed the way you guys helped me get my music back, mm-hmm. which is a cute idea. Like it was fun yeah. and it was sweet. And there was something like really earnest about like watching her run through the museum or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, the ghost of her past and having to like give it up, even though she took back, her album, she yeah. lost so much of like that time, that that era, the the details, the tangible memories and mementos of it. And I think that was really like, it was a really good concept. I think, yeah, and really easy to um, em- empathize with and and appreciate. Yeah, I think that the overall storyline and like those overall little Easter eggs that we we're talking about kind of overshadow some of those directorial shots that yeah. that could have been the better and, yeah yeah and this is her first one so you know let's see where she goes from here she can only go up this wasn't like a terrible a yeah, terrible yeah. music video I, I really liked it I thought it was adorable and cute but there were t- times where I was like okay that's obviously a stunt oh, okay like that's, yeah 
that's fake. When I, you know, when I'm looking at other movies, I'm not thinking like, oh, that's a fake stunt. <laughs> well, you know and it's it just like little things where, like, there's a moment where Taylor Lautner like touches Joey's shoulder, and it's like oh. sentimental and like, oh, <laughs> looking sad. at the outfit, yeah. And then yeah. it's like. And then there's one where Taylor sees them and is reunited with them and she just like smiles. And it's like there's just something about it that feels uncanny. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like this isn't how natural – this isn't how people would actually be in reality or yeah. like it's lingering too long or it's too like well – I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's little things, little kinks in it that I feel like distracted me. But overall, like I said, the mm-hmm. the action was fun. Like – did I think Joey King was maybe a little awkward running through those laser lights? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, but who was more awkward? Joey King running through those laser lights or the Easter egg <laughs> music video? Oh, it's an Easter egg <laughs> intro video to the iHeart Music Awards, one that yes. Taylor did. I was absolutely going crazy. I was like, I know Taylor has done these lasers yep. before. Like, I remember it very clearly. And I, like, described mm-hmm. it to you. And I was like, I can't Google to figure out what it was in, but it was this and she was wearing this and she had a suitcase and she did this and I knew it was some sort of promo thing. So I'm so glad someone else found it and it does feel like, here's the thing with Taylor. Is it an Easter egg that she's like, I remember doing this, I'm going to throw it in. Or is it just every great heist movie has, (laughs) has someone crawling through these laser lights. So I'm going to put it in. I lean towards that if I'm being honest. Mm Mm-hmm. Just there's so many other 1989 Easter eggs, yeah, that it's hard to really overlook that. 1989, you know, she has her red lips, um, that scene, let alone the bridge when she's leaving the crime scene says 1989 TV, the, the nod potentially to uh, you know, Harry Styles, Harry's house you know, style coming out. Like, there, there's a lot of 1989 Easter eggs that. I would not be surprised if she had thought about that. Like, let's do this laser thing. And then she was like, oh, wait. During 1989, I also did this. So maybe we should, you know, she'll she'll blow the dust on it. Maybe we'll yeah. incorporate that. Like, yeah. similar choreography. Yeah, that's true. I mean, to me, Taylor's idea of an Easter egg will always be something obvious like the 1989 bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas paying homage may be... It's just a lucky coincidence at this point. Who Presley Cash was? That everybody yes. knows. You know, there's there's a lot of things in the music video that, like you said, if you weren't during this, there during the Speak Now era or the 1989 or yeah. Reputation, you won't really fully grasp it. Yeah, but it yeah. could be just a coincidence. But I, even no, if 1989 no, yeah. is next, it could just still be a coincidence. Oh yeah, exactly. She's, <laughs> she's like, I'm a mastermind, you guys. I did it. Yeah, and at this point, she's been around so long and has done so much that it's mm-hmm. like. You know, you you throw a rock and you'll you'll hit something with a similarity. Um, you'll hit a castle. Yeah, and I think um, I also wish I could have like like if I could have sat her down and been like put in more Easter eggs, it would have been more like speak now outfits to look at, like different things in those cages or the mm-hmm. whatever display cases. Because I think I was waiting to like recognize different things. Like I was like, oh my gosh, it'd be so funny if she had the Valentine's Day outfit in one of these. Um, Or I, or some reason Taylor Lautner's there, you know, because Joey King is like 
it it breaks the fourth wall where it's it is her music video outfit mm-hmm. it is her picture with taylor swift and so it seemed like there could have been something fun with taylor lautner as well not even their like romance but just like i don't know something um to tie him in or presley like a bi- cash like or maybe a big bear from, yeah even just <laughs> yeah, the big exactly. bear. like something yeah. like a little you know obstructive that you don't yeah. really know unless like you were there yeah. a lot of people are you know they're like oh yeah so taylor lautner dated her during that so of course he's in it but a lot of people are thinking that he is the subject of the song too that she wrote mm, the song yeah. i can see you about taylor lautner and she was like oh it'd be cool if we can cast him yeah and it shows how far she came along with this ex because not every ex she's super friendly <laughs> with it's like hey taylor lautner and mrs <laughs> taylor lautner <laughs> i wrote the song when i was 19 about how i wanted to throw your husband <laughs> up against the wall and do things with him in my head is it was naughty yeah <laughs> is it chill that he's in the music video like that girl yeah. She would yeah. say yes to anything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I just was like, I was trying to see what different outfits were in there because that's like one of my yeah. favorite visuals on the tour too is like yeah. her, um, look what you made me do, set piece. Me and too. and so I thought there, I thought that's where there'd be like the little, you know, clues, but there, I didn't really had, recognize anything else. She had the banjo. Yes. So she had the banjo for Mean, which Joey King takes and starts hitting all of yeah. the the ninja guards <laughs> with, which there are five of the guards. Oh, okay. Nine. Perfect. So there, there are little things, and I do. I haven't seen any TikToks that are besides those two, which yeah. I caught. I caught that without TikTok. Yeah. But I haven't seen anything else. Yeah. Maybe I should do a deeper dive into it. I liked the like sentiment of her running out and everyone saying like, "Get in the car, let's go, let's go," and she has to take a moment to be like, "Is this really like?" worth it is this really what I want to do is this really like mm-hmm. worth leaving behind and she's you know I think it's it's easy to celebrate the successes of these Taylor's versions but it's still probably a pretty salty sore spot for yeah. her um and there's a lot of like mourning too because it's like well I get to rewrite history but it's like still carrying that like yeah sadness and loss there too so one thing that maybe you can clear up for me at the very end when they are, you know, they busted open the vault, they're running. We see all these Easter eggs of, you know, there's three bombs on the vault. One, two, three. Joey King is on top of the vault, oh, yeah. um, you know, sawing off a piece similar to in the reputation music video of when she's sawing off the, the plane. So they're running out and there's a, that big explosion of the vault. I, Presley Cash presses a button that seems to be what blows up that. Is that a symbolism of Taylor Swift saying goodbye to that? Because technically she's still, you know, is still there. Her relationship with her stolen versions are the same that it's ever been. So I'm just wondering why, why she in the music video decided Presley's going to blow it up or what's it going to be blown up either way? No, I think that was their final, like, in in heist language, I feel like that was their final escape. Like, that's how they'd get away is, like, you know, burying the rest in the rubble or faking dead or, you know, they had to, like, destroy the evidence or whatever. Okay. That's so, how I, mean, I read it is, like, she she had to, you know, let go of the past. Like, it was, like, okay. a full, like, she she doesn't have it anymore. Like, that mm-hmm. original 
stolen version, whatever, like it's hers again, but it came at a cost, right? Yeah. So that's how I felt. It was like an intentional plan from the support group who's like, okay, well, this is a, you can't unring this bell. You can't uncross this bridge. Like if you want to do your re-recordings, if you want to own your masters, then the only way to do that is to just completely X out the OGs. And, um, and so I'm sure that that was probably, that's what I picked up on symbolically. Okay. Okay. Cause I couldn't tell if it was like Presley King presses the, or presses the button and then it goes boom. But I'm like, but did something else go boom and yeah, they're yeah. running away from someone else? Cause you know, like in Indiana Jones, when yeah, you pick exactly. up the, you know, the crystal, that's what yeah. triggers everything to blow up. You yeah. know, oh, you let Taylor out of the vault. Is that is what's going to trigger everything blowing up? Yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't too sure about that. So I want to pick your brain on that. And I think you have a good Yeah, I think it's like, you know, she's saying, oh, this is a music video about you guys helping me get my master's back. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we had to sacrifice listening to the OG or like we are waiting for the new ones or we mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, Scooter Braun, you suck. We totally support Taylor Swift doing this thing. And so it does feel like the only reason that this is a success is because she has absolutely bonkers fans who are like, oh, yeah, I'm your ride or die. Like, let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll bury yeah. the body with you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> One thing um, I'm very interested in is why they changed the 138 and 158. I feel was like it must have just been a gl- an accident. Yeah. It yeah. feels like I'm it, it going back to it. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> still like mastermind or yeah. just an oversight. I mean, I guess on what would it be August 18th? We'll know or yeah, or the 13th, 38th of <laughs> the first. Like, like it's like. It just seems like a Woodvale situation, like where they had something, someone misremembered the the time they were supposed to do. So some coder was like, and they had to go (laughs) fix it. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, I, yeah, because she has like so many times in her catalog that it's like, oh, yeah, uh, 158. You know, it's like, who's in charge with putting that timestamp on? Like how many levels down from Taylor is the person putting in that visual? And like if. Taylor obviously is detail oriented, but it's, it's I don't know. It's like, miss. yeah, it's easy. It's an yeah. easy mistake. Um, yeah. But anyways, the, the song itself, I feel like yeah. we don't even. <laughs> let's get into it. We'll let, we have about 20, yeah. more minutes. <laughs> so let's, let's get into the music, music video because I, I do think there's more depth to the, or sorry, the, the lyrics. There are definitely more depth to the music video because of all the Easter eggs yeah. and, and the, yeah. you know, the guests that are in there. But let's get into the lyrics, talk about it. I'm reading, so let's go. So we intro in her, how does she hum it? I'm, uh-huh, uh, I don't. It sounds like exactly like mine. Yeah. That's exact, that's literally what it reminded me of is, yeah. is a lot of this song sounds like mine. It sounds like you belong with me. It sounds like mm-hmm. sparks fly. Like there's a lot that's happening here that you're like, Oh, okay. She she scrapped this for parts, or you know, mm-hmm. she realized they were too similar, and she chose the other one or something. But yeah. it does yeah. really remind me of mine. It has a little sexier version. Yeah. Of mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So the verse one, you brush past me in the hallway and you don't think I can see you, do ya? I've been watching you for ages and I spend my time trying not to feel it. But what would you do if I went to touch you now? What would you do if they never found us out? What would you do if we never made a sound? <laughs> and yeah, I, I think, it, yeah, immediately I was like, oh, spicy Taylor, like, you know, this is at her most chaste era. Like she hadn't sworn yet. She was constantly saying, I never drink. I would never break the law. Like there was a lot of her chaste, like buttoned up persona at this time. And I think that's where a lot of jokes of like Andrea saying that she can't put this on the album, like, you know, the pearl clutching. And it's just like, yeah, Yo, over your eyes. Like, no. <laughs> no. Um, but I do think it's interesting to think about like, I think Speak Now as an album is so fascinating because it is like, as she describes it, just a huge rush of emotions, just the highest highs and lowest lows, the Mm -hmm. cataclysmic crushes she said and the devastating heartbreaks. And so I could see this being about Taylor Lautner. I could see it being about John Mayer when they first started working together. I could see it being like Enchanted and being about some dude she saw once and was like, ooh, wouldn't it be fun to like flirt with him type thing. The sound tech guy. Some (laughs) guy that like, she should not be crossing barriers. Yeah, with. it's her bodyguard. Yeah, um, she's, like, she's writing fan fiction about about whatever movie she's watching at the time. So it doesn't feel like that detailed enough to worry or like mm-hmm. parse out who it's about. Like it's not like mm-hmm. something like All Too Well or Dear John, where or even Enchanted, where there's enough details that you're like, oh, this is the guy. Like, yeah. But um, I like that it's this invert inversion of her usual perspective which is you know you belong with me teardrops on my guitar invisible she's constantly the unrequited lover she's constantly the one being like oh if you can just see me you see right through me like please notice me and here she's like oh this guy thinks i don't know him like i'm the Mm -hmm. hot one now i'm the shimmering mirror ball everyone's paying attention to me and i bet they're all just like wishing i would see them and she's like well (laughs) sir <laughs> and let's put a sexy tw- twist on it like I love that yeah. you know she has this in the vault because thinking about being like 19 and 20 like totally obsessed with boys making out all the time like that you are like the heightened and most heightened emotion that I can think of <laughs> yeah. is when I was 19 or 20 when it comes to just like how I felt <laughs> other than probably when I was two years old yeah. um <laughs> speaking from someone who has a two-year-old yeah. um So then we go into the chorus because I can see you waiting down the hall from me and I can see you up against the wall with me. And what would you do, baby, if you only knew that I can see you? Yeah, very spicy. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So I probably should have read the pre-chorus with the chorus, but we had to (laughs) stop right there. Um, And then we go to verse two and we kept everything professional, but something's changed. It's something I like. They keep watching. They keep watchful eyes on us, so it's best that we move fast and keep quiet. You won't believe half things I see inside my head. Wait till you see half the things that haven't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is also a fun little, like, insight because, again, in her prologue for Taylor's – for Speak Now, Taylor's version, she's, like – she talks about how it was really – where is it? She's, like, it was really weird – Dang it, I wrote it down, I thought. It was, like, weird to have to comment on your breakup or, like, 
Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like as a paparazzi, they're yeah. all there, and everything you're doing is in the spotlight. Yeah, 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 I remember yeah. reading this quote yeah, she too. Said, I experienced the weirdness of trying to get a no boy while a swarm of paparazzi surrounds the car. Media contacting my publicist for an official statement on why two teenagers broke up. These are weird experiences to have at any age, but even more surreal when you're 19. Mm-hmm. And so, I like that here she's finally playing with this like privacy as sexy like Mm -hmm. she's like she's like huh like they are the hunters and we run so they keep watchful eyes on us so it's best that we move fast and keep quiet like it's this very like self-aware early understanding that if she wants a flirty spicy side piece she's gonna have to like make some gameplay some moves some some things to keep it on the dl yeah yeah, and it's it just really compared to Speak Now. Speak Now is very kind of you know you have enchanted. It's very flowy. It's very romantic about seeing like you know your end game and mm-hmm. you know the love of your life, your yeah. soulmate. I love this because it's not about that. Yeah. It's more about like I am chasing that feeling. I am chasing what we're gonna get physically out of this. Like I'm imagining what we could do if we were alone and no one was watching. Yeah, exactly. It's very sexy, and even the the production of it has Mm -hmm. that sexy vibe. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, like you know, her mom was like probably I don't know. Her mom said yes or no, but her record label probably was like, no, we are selling this Disney enchanted (laughs) vibe. We cannot put this on the album. Which is ironic because this is the album where Scott Borchetta was famously like, you can't call it enchanted. We're moving away from the fairy tales. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, sir. Um. (laughs) But she is a woman in country. She has to, you know, you got Miranda Lambert. Yeah. so She's she's not that immature yet. Yes, yeah. exactly. And she's still very much of a little girl yeah. in his mind. It's like, wait, he, you can't be sexual. Like, what are you talking about? What What do you see in your head? That doesn't make any sense. You're yeah, a child. Yeah. You're an infant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go into the pre-chorus and chorus. But what would you do if I went to touch you now? What would you do if they never found us out? What would you do if we never made a sound? Because I can see you waiting down the hall for me. And I could see you up against the wall with me. And what would you do, baby, if you only knew? Uh Oh, oh, that I could see you throw your jacket on the floor. I can see you make me want you even more. What would you do, baby, if you knew that I can see you? Yeah. She changes up the lyrics just a bit here with... You know, she does say up against the wall with me, but then she talks about them taking some clothes off, which does make it a little more ris- yeah. cr- risque. Um, Very Wildest Dreams coded. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I remember when I was listening to Wildest Dreams, I was like, wait, is she having a CS? Yeah. Is this what it, no. His clothes are on the floor now. Like, are they just making out? Like, Taylor, Taylor, tell me more. So. She's getting she's getting some uh, some sexy time. Yeah. Um, going back to the chorus, a lot of people were saying that of course this is about Taylor Lautner because I can see you waiting down the hall for me. You brush up against me, I think somewhere else in here. In while we walk in the hall, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's because, you know they were in high school during oh. uh, when they when they filmed. Yeah, they're yeah. they're playing high school students when they filmed uh, um, Valentine's Day. So this is." <laughs> definitely about Taylor yeah. but it can be very it's very ambiguous yeah it could just fit anybody really yeah it doesn't even have it's not even gendered no exactly <laughs> and that gives that gives head to a lot of our Gaylor theories I've been yeah. seeing on uh on TikTok yeah. it's like oh 
What would you do if they weren't looking? Um, and then we get to the bridge. I can see you in your suit and necktie. Pass me a note saying, meet me tonight. Then we kiss and you know, I won't ever tell. Yeah. And I can see you being my addiction. You can see me as a secret mission. Hide away and I'll start behaving myself. And I will start behaving myself. Yeah. I'm not. This bridge sounds almost exactly like the you belong with me melody. Um, Like it literally does. (laughs) It suddenly slows down. It's it gets more much more sweeping and kind of away mm-hmm. from the bass guitar, um, and I I find that fascinating. I think that's what's fun about these sort of alt tracks is like, huh? What? How did she choose between two songs, or like what made this one? Like what came first, type thing. Yeah. Um, and this also just borrows a lot of visuals that you see at play in other stuff, or like. Not even that it's intentional, but more just you you get to see sort of how maybe her diary entries aren't as ultra specific as we think. And she just mm-hmm. is able to like pencil in these visuals that really ground us. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, um, pass me a note, say maybe tonight I could be your addiction, your mission. And I like that this is like, I think at this era, right, she been accused of kissing and telling and so it's fun that she uses that phrase here and is like well for you I won't tell and like isn't that like that sexy right that's like good foreplay when you're Taylor Swift it's like oh I promise I won't write a song about you like oh I promise I'll start behaving myself I won't be that like crazy ex-girlfriend everyone tells you oh don't date her she'll write a song about you I like that there's already that playful self-awareness like mm-hmm. sort of leaning into what the criticism of her is while also being like well I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream like you ready mm-hmm. to like <laughs> hitch your wheel to this wagon like I promise it'll pay off <laughs> like maybe just tonight but tomorrow I'll write that song <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, um, yeah. And she talks about behaving herself. That I was, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, hide away and I will start behaving myself. I was like, what does that mean? But in your context, I I understand that. Like, oh, let's be secret. I'll behave myself. I won't yeah. write about it. Yeah. We'll, we'll be a secret mi- mission. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it be seems my like, yeah. If we can keep this on the DL, if we can keep this quiet, if we can be alone, like, you won't believe you won't believe how I'll rock your world. Like yeah, the things that we do in yeah. the head. And then we get into, we, we close out the song. We get the, uh, uh, I can see you waiting down the hall for me. I can see you up against the wall with me. And what would you do baby? If you only knew, Oh, that I can see you throw your jacket on the floor. I can see you make me want you even more. What would you do baby? If you only knew that I can see you. Oh, I can see you. And then she does a few more in the outros. I can, I see you. I see you, baby. I see you. I see you, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, oh baby. baby. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah. Mm. So I do like the song. Yeah. It's, it's great. I would give it, I mean, maybe I'm just kind of like overshadowing it with the music video and how much I love the music video and the, and the Easter eggs. And I love the sexiness of it and the difference, like how the sound sounds very different but also comparable to songs yeah. on the album um like the rock i love mm. i love like the rock that that comes into this i would give this song an a mm. yeah i give it a b 
leave it to be. That that marks ta- that marks Shelby's uh, <laughs> grading system. I'm usually like, if I hate it, a B plus. If yeah. I love it, an A plus. <laughs> if it's good, an A. Like my A is yeah. equivalent to your probably B. <laughs> no. B plus. It's good. Like it's very listenable. I I enjoy it. Um, it's just kind of generic in a way that holds it back from the rest of her catalog. But it's but when fun. you compare it to the other ball tracks. Oh, this is which the best. song? Yes, I think, and that's what I'm kind of yeah, comparing yeah. it to is all of the other vault tracks. So I like this. Yeah, it's my favorite one. I thought it was a great idea to lead with this as a single for that album. Oh yeah, yeah. None of those other vault tracks make sense as a single. No, no. I mean, especially with like, yeah the music video that she had in her head. Yeah, none of the other ones. Imagine. Fit. Yeah, <laughs> timeless. <laughs> I mean, maybe mean yeah she's yeah. like you're so mean yeah <laughs> better than scared. revenge uh mm. could have worked because there's nothing more vengeful than taking back her masters mm-hmm. but she ruined that song so r.i.p r.i.p <laughs> um so i haven't i didn't look into this because i i totally forgot about it but is there a lyric that stands out to you that, that you're like oh that is taylor through and through um, I think the, I think I like the, the verse two of they keep watchful eyes on us and it's best that we move fast and keep quiet. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, this is the beginning of Taylor's anxiety around her star power. And you see yeah. that come out in much more, you know, I know places and all of reputation and like yeah. lover and all of this. And so I think this is like the last time she's playful about her frustrations with fame. Because mm-hmm. it's new and it's barely bubbling up. And then yeah. there comes a point where she's just sick of it. She's yeah. like, no, this is too much. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm still kind of trying to think all this. I love the bridge you know, pass me a mo- note saying meet me tonight. Like that just kind of reminiscent Meet me of, at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. And, yeah. Meet me at midnight. She could have said that. That'd be great. But like, you know, reminiscent of her past songs. Yeah. Um, you know, I love the, I could see you being my addiction, you being my secret mission, hide away and I will start behaving myself. I just love the, I like the bridge. It's yeah. really like, like you said, it slows down, but then it's also really catchy towards the end. Yeah. Um, okay, we already gave it a grade. You said B, I said A. And do has she sung this on tour? I know she showed the music video, but has she sung this one on tour? I'm sure it'll, it'll get its own spot. I guess I don't know. Maybe she did it night two, but I don't remember. I haven't okay. read tracking those. I don't think she's sung it officially. Okay. That's my guess because she premiered it. But it'll be interesting to see if she takes it internationally. Yeah. We have two... Two stops left on three stops left on the Taylor Swift show. We have uh, Seattle, Santa Clara, and then LA. You guys and we will be in LA, yeah. different dates. I am yeah. tracking those resale tickets, so <laughs> maybe I'll be there on August eighth or August seventh. Who knows? I will be in California on. Yeah, 7th. might as well. <laughs> I don't know. Just let me just give t- give all the scalpers yeah. my money. <laughs> Someone yeah. reached out and they were like, hey, someone I know personally, not like a scammer, but they had two tickets that were like the third level for August 8th, $1,900 each. And I was like, I bought resale tickets for Nosebleed that were like 
$400 each. And I thought that was a lot. Yeah. Like, I just don't think I could spend 1900 on that when probably closer to the date, maybe 1900 would get me like 100 or four. Mm, but I, don't I don't know. know. Those resales haven't been lowering for people. They've been going um, down a little bit since yeah. I've been looking at it. For for a Tuesday night in LA, I feel like, you know, those will be a little bit lesser than a Friday or yeah, Saturday yeah. show. That's fair. But well, we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, but exciting times nonetheless. And uh, yeah, I can't believe this US league's almost over. I think Canada has guilted her into maybe announcing a tour there after all. Um, I'd go. <laughs> then European tickets have gone on sale and people are panicking about whether or not they're able to resell them or change the name on the ticket. So mm-hmm. a lot of unclear lack of clarity there, yeah. but it's like a lead depending on where you yeah. are. So like Latin America, illegal to resell. Um, I am uncertain about Spain and that area, but UK it's like a lead. Yeah. You have buyer to have the person event. there to let them in. Yeah. The credit card name, the person yeah. on the credit card name has to be in there, which yeah. Adele did with her last tour. Yeah, I mean, that's so, the thing here. is if people are complaining about Ticketmaster and scalpers, there is going to have to be a choice made where it's less convenient or like more sticky, but it's like, yeah. you know, you can't have it well, both ways. I've heard a few rumors that, you know, Taylor and who, where did this come from? I don't know, but that Taylor is planning a second leg of her US tour. Oh, wow. I mean, I, if you're making that much money, that much good press, it'd be hard she, to say like, why not stop? And girl has been doing the God's work. She's boosting the economy. Yeah, exactly. Like one, <laughs> one market research firm estimated that she could add, she could, just on her last month of the tour, so just July into August, add $5 billion to the U.S. economy. Like, $5 billion. Yeah, something for all her fans to sit with and think, huh, how much have I contributed to that pot? <laughs> so someone had said, like, they, they surveyed about... 600 people, and the average person spent $1,300 per show. That's including um, hotels, food, flights, travel. And I'm like, I think I spent more. And that's not resale tickets. Just think of like VIP tickets that I got, the flights, flights. I, I spent points on flights, but the flights, if I didn't spend points, could be like $600 yeah. alone. You yeah. think hotel and food. <laughs> You're like, outing yourself. You're becoming unrelatable, Ashley. Everyone's going to be like, you did this for four shows? Hold on. Hold on. Uh, a credit card debt relatable? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joking. Joking. Points, 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 babe. Yeah. Um, no, it's absolutely wild. I mean, it's a privilege. A privilege to to see multiples. And um, it'll be yeah. fun to experience it again, especially now that Long Live seems to be a permanent placement on yeah. the list. Um, and it'll be fun to see her go internationally yeah. and see people post about that. Yeah. You know, that'll be cool. I know, but until we figure out what we're doing next, um, you can find us on social media at Searchish Podcast on Instagram. You can join our Patreon to see our beautiful faces. Mm-hmm. Um as we release these videos um, early before the before they release on podcast uh, services, and help us pay for our platform yeah. <laughs> so we can continue doing this. No, it's very helpful. Yeah. Um, turns out uh, the cloud ain't cheap, um, no. but no, it it's been fun on the Patreon. We'll have to figure out new ways to kind of 
engage with our listeners. Yeah. Um, but until that, until we do that, um, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And Taylor, we will start behaving ourselves. <laughs> no promises. <laughs>